This time each and every Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. This week, we have the privilege of hearing Rabbi Uden speaking to us directly from the Holy Land. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. Good morning, Nachum. And good morning to all the listeners and to those here in Eretz Yisrael. It's good afternoon. But good Erev Shabbos and what a special Erev Shabbos it is. We have the privilege of Shabbos of reading the two parashios of Matos and Masay. It is a Shabbos Chazak. And we need all the strength that we can. Because... The calendar reminds us that this coming Sunday night is Rosh Chodesh Av. We call it Menachim Av because, please God, we anticipate the Nechama, the consolation that will come. There will be the building of the third Beis Hamikdash. The Navi promised us, and I take that word back, the Navi'im, the plural prophets promised us. And remember, on Shabbos, listen to the brachos after the Haftorah. B'davar echad midvarecha achor lo yeshuv reikam. Not a single word of the prophets has not and will not be fulfilled. There's no question. Malachi taught us that will come and he will pronounce the coming of the Moshiach. The Navi Zachariah in chapter 8 tells us that Som Hamishi, the one that we're unfortunately going to be having when, Yom, when the month Hamishi, the month of Av, comes in this coming Sunday night, and then nine days later, a week from this coming Tuesday, is Tisha B'Av. This will become a holiday, but until that happens, we have to review, unfortunately, the laws of the nine days. And so we begin, and I'll try to run through quickly, and then share an important thought which comes out of our Parsha. And that is as follows. The period known as the nine days begins with Shkia sunset this coming Sunday night. And one should not eat meat or poultry or drink wine or grape juice during the nine-day period, except for, please God, next Shabbos, to which there are no restrictions on Shabbos day. Now, the halacha tells us as follows, that if you use a meat utensil, utensil that's normally used to cook your chicken soup in, and you uh, made noodles in that pot, you would be able to eat that food during the nine days. And it's only wine and grape juice, as opposed to beer, whiskey, and other liquors, which do not contain wine, can be consumed during this period. And you have to ask yourself philosophically, like, what's going on here? And really, for this, you should take a look at the last page of the Perik of Cheskas Habatim in Baba Basra. And there the Gemara tells us that after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, there were those that said, we can't eat meat and we can't drink wine all year long. Why? Because Korbanos were brought from meat, 
and wine was poured on the Mizbeach every single day. The rabbis basically responded to these people and said that while you are well-meaning, it comes down to a very practical point. In Gozring Zera al Hatsibur, we don't impose upon the community that which the community cannot accept and tolerate. And therefore, not to have any remembrance in a practical, active sense, we can do, but we cannot go to the extreme either. And therefore, the nine days is to be treated seriously. But as we'll see, hopefully, later on, it's not simply the abstaining from the meat, but it's focusing on the why that we are bereft with, without something. And that's what has to be really ever paramount in our minds during this time. And that's why, interestingly, lo aleinu, it should never happen. There is no availus for a child. Lo aleinu, if a child under bar or bas mitzvah loses a parent, they do not, from the letter of the law, have to sit shiva. No availus by children. However, children over the age of six are required as well to abstain from meat and, uh, and fowl and from grape juice during the nine days. If a sick person has to have meat, preferably poultry, should be used when possible. Okay, now... When it comes to the Shabbos of the nine days, as we'll speak about, please God, Arab Shabbos next week, there, meat and wine can be consumed as usual, and we'll talk about Abdullah, please God, next week. The further exception to the drinking of wine and eating of meat is if a siyum is done, a completion of a portion of learning, then the meal that accompanies that finishing the uh, tractate or whatever has been finished is considered a sudas mitzvah and for that occasion the participants who have studied and those who are invited to the meal can partake in the meat and of the uh, wine. The other sudas mitzvah such as a bris or a pidyaraben once again, you can have uh, meat during that time. Swimming is not permitted during the nine days. You can cut your nails during the nine days, but preferably for Arab Shabbos. And except for children's clothing, clothes may not be washed or dry cleaned during the nine days. And one should not iron or press clothes during the nine days. And a non-Jew may not wash clothes for a Jew unless it was given to the non-Jew before Rosh Chodesh Av. So no giving in to the dry cleaners, please God, starting on Monday, even if you're not going to wear it until after Tish Av B'Av. New clothes may not be bought or worn during the nine days, except for those shoes that might be needed for Tish Av B'Av. One should not sew or fix new clothes during the nine days, as well as crocheting needlepoint is prohibited during the nine days. Painting and wallpapering a residence should not be done during the nine days. One should not put down linoleum or carpet, and 
when, who rented an apartment or bought a house, you can fix paint if the occupancy will not occur until after Tisha B'Av. Furniture and expensive utensils should not be bought during the nine days, even if no bracha of Shechianu need be recited. A car for business may be bought during the nine days, but the bracha of Shechianu should not be recited until after the ninth of Av. It's inappropriate to give any gifts during the nine days. One should preferably not go on a pleasure journey during this time. And even elective surgery, if wherever possible, should be canceled and performed after the nine days. And if one has, unfortunately, a court case involving non-Jews, so preferably that should be delayed from Rosh Chodesh until after Tisha B'Av. The blessing of HaGomel may be recited during the nine days. And finally, in terms of Kiddush Levana, that too can be done uh, before Tisha B'Av. And uh, the question then is, if you're waiting until the fast, so there are those that say you should eat something first, but not in the sense of losing the minion, each community should follow their particular custom. I'd like to share with you a interesting concept that emerges from the first of the two parshios, that of Parshas Matos. Parshas Matos begins with the laws of vows, and it reminds us how important our particular speech is. That lo yachel devoro, if a person with their speech creates a prohibition, for example, I want to lose weight. It's not happening. So I say that chocolate cake should be prohibited to me. The chocolate cake is permissible in terms of the ingredients. Everybody else can eat the chocolate cake. But if I ate the chocolate cake, it's as if I ate non-kosher. Lo yachel devoro. A person is not to profane his uh, speech. And it's a very powerful concept that our speech is to be looked upon as sacred. Now, the Torah then goes on to say that under certain circumstances, if a woman makes a neder, a vow, and this vow is going to impinge on the normal um, conduct of her household or the relationship between herself and her husband, so the husband has the right when he hears about it, to annul her vow. And so the Gemara in Kedushim 81b gives us the following case. Let's say we have a woman who is a little bit too much into wine, and she'd like to stop her drinking of the wine. So she says, I got the solution. I'm going to become a Nazira. And a woman certainly can be a Nazir or properly stated, a Nazira, which would prohibit her from drinking wine minimally of 30 days. The husband, unfortunately, has a hunch, knowing his wife, that she might not be able to last the 30 days, so unbeknownst to her, he annuls her neder. 
for now, the nether is not really binding, but she doesn't know this. She might go two days, and then, unfortunately, she takes her glass of wine. Now, at that point there, has she done anything wrong? So it's a very interesting question. Think about it. Technically speaking, no. The husband has annulled the vow. There's no vow. She can drink the wine. She's not aware that he annulled the vow, and therefore, in her mind, she was doing something wrong. You'll take a look at chapter 30 in Bamidbar, Pasuk 13, and the Torah says over there, Isha, spelled with a Yud, Ish Shalah, her husband, Hafiram, the husband annulled the vow, Vashem Yislachla, but she requires the forgiveness of Hashem. Meaning that because she thought she was doing something wrong when she took the glass of wine, for this she needs to bring a carbon, for this she needs kapara. She needs literally forgiveness from on high. When Rabbi Akiva came to this passage, the Talmud in Kedushin 81b tells us he cried, Rabbi Akiva, because of the deep powerful message contained herein. And he said as follows, what if somebody whose intent was to do an Avera, something wrong, but the last moment they did not, but still they require atonement if somebody intended to do something wrong, to eat not kosher, for example, and they ate the non-kosher, then all the more so that they need atonement. Now wait a second. What is the Rebbe Akiva teaching here all the more so? So I heard a very nice interpretation from a colleague, a dear friend, who is the Rav of Moshav Ma'on in Eretz Yisrael, approximately 20 kilometers south of Hebron, whereby this community of approximately 45 families plays a significant role in safeguarding uh, the security of Am Yisrael in an area which is unfortunately threatened by those that would want to take our land. And parenthetically, when we said that there are two mitzvos in Matos and six mitzvos in Masay, if the Ramban were listening to my program, the Ramban would say, excuse me, Yudin, but you're forgetting the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. And being in Eretz Yisrael now, forgive me for going off on this tangent, but I just couldn't let it slip by, the realization that according to the Ramban, going on Aliyah today is a biblical mitzvah. Now, getting back over here, Rav Diskin said to me, what is Rav Akiva teaching that we didn't know? Of course we know that if somebody comes to their local Orthodox rabbi and says, I have not been observant until now, and now I want to observe Torah and mitzvot, okay? I ate non-kosher until yesterday. The rabbi would say, of course you have to have kapara, atonement, for what you've done in the fast. What is Rabbi Akiva adding by going to this pasuk of Isha Hafeira, that the husband has nullified the vows of his wife, Hashem Yislachla, and God will forgive her. And the answer is as follows, that we would think that the, all that counts is the act, what a person does, 
comes along Rabbi Akiva and says that in addition to the act, your intention is so important. And so over here, the person who unfortunately intended over the years or whatever period of time to do something wrong, they don't only require atonement for their action, but they require further atonement for their intention. Now, this is such a powerful idea, I believe, especially for the period of time that we are in now. Unfortunately, you will see advertisements which tell you literally on this weekend, prepare for the nine days. So when you hear that expression, prepare for the nine days, what does that mean? It means, hopefully, focus on, wait a second, what are we missing? We're missing a base amigdash. And what does that mean to be missing a base amigdash? It means we're missing God's presence in this world. We're missing a place where everybody would come. Unlike today, that you'll find Chinese and all different kinds of people coming to view the Kotel as a relic of, and this was a very special place for the Jewish people in the past. And just look and see, they'll tell the guides will say how people come come here nowadays and we haven't forgotten to know what it was to take a look even though this is the second parak of Pirkei Avos, take out the fifth parak of Pirkei Avos and see about the ten miracles which applied and happened every single day in the base of Migdash that you're able to literally see God's presence in our midst. At such a time, it was clear that God chose the Jewish people from all other nations. And at that point there, the Beis HaMikdash united us. And so, of course, there's room for differences among the Jewish people. But there was so much more that united us. So this one, you see those ads, prepare for the nine days. It means prepare and understand what we're missing. And we're missing, unfortunately, to use that expression, Ikar Chosim and Asefer. We're missing so much. And instead, look at the ad, prepare for the nine days. And what are you going to be eating during the nine days? You can't have meat, but you can have sushi the first night. You can have blintzes the second night. Wait a second. Of course we have to eat. But this is putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. This is emphasizing, unfortunately, and making a main thing out of the eating. Oh, my goodness. Leave that part alone. And let's bring back to the nine days, the true intent. And that's what the Gemara tells us in the Darim. The Gemara says, Amma of Why did we lose the Beis Amikdash? Why did we lose Eretz Yisrael for almost 2,000 years? And the Gemara says, Shalobechu Batorah Tchila. Now, what does that mean? Literally, they didn't say the Bracha before they learned the Torah. It's very possible that they said the bracha, but they weren't focusing on the bracha. The second bracha after one gets an aliyah from the Torah, they said, of course, the Torah is true, that God has given us. But the first bracha, take note, my friends, the bracha is that God chose us before he even benasan lono es Torah so, before he gave us the Torah. The idea is the specialty of Am Yisrael, the uniqueness. If we realize how special each and every one of us is, and we act more appropriately, kindly, friendly towards each other, that is a very important step towards bringing back the Beis Migdash at this time. And so I pray 
that the teaching of Rav Yakiva will help us focus on not just the act, but the intention of that which we do, and will make us realize, please God, during these very special days, unfortunately, that which we are lacking, and please God, by that kind of a appropriate appraisal, we will appreciate Shabbat Chazak, which this Shabbos is, strengthening us and bringing us, please God, ever closer to that day of true Geula for Klal Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom. J.M. in the A.M. My thanks to Rabbi Yudin, live from the Holy Land, spending some time in Israel and enlightening us on Parshas Matos and Masse on this uh, Friday morning broadcast.